0: Party bunch on a wintry day here. So glad you could make it out. And we prayed for safe travel coming and going. And there is a meal, Don and Maria. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah, it's good too. Some burritos and. a something, or is it tacos? But it's I just all these ingredients that they put. I mean, it's good good stuff. Yeah, from scratch. And uh, But actually, um, Pastor Dean was going to have the message today, but he started out and he was not at all comfortable driving. He couldn't see well and And I just told him, I said, we don't want anybody coming, you know, when you don't feel comfortable driving in it. And uh, so we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us here. There are a few things I was going to mention. Happy birthday to Bud. Can I tell them how old you are, bud? Can I tell them how old you are? Or is it a secret? <laughs> 85. Oh. 85. <clears throat> you know, I remember bud when he was 25. Because we started coming up here in 58 and I remember Bud and Martha back then you sat where the church was over here trying to remember the old church the old shadow Presbyterian church and the door was on this end of it and you'd come in I think it was facing toward the east maybe the sanctuary I mean when you came in the the pulpit was on the east or northeast side right and uh but you'd come in and Bud and Martha would sit on, uh, as you'd come in this way, they sat up right about here. So you've moved since <laughs> And then later on as all the kids came and they'd come in with their kids and just about fill up a pew there. And we always sat in the back on that side. Even when we would just come for vacation, we had our spot. Kind of neat. But happy birthday, Bud. We just thank you, Lord, for your blessing on Bud in this coming year and your strength and your protection from sickness, disease, and accident, Lord. And just your blessing upon his life and his family. In Jesus' name. We also... I know uh, Jim and Mary are going to be heading out to California to help with Maria and, and the house renovation there and such, and we just lift them up before the Lord right now, again for safe travel, but also you just help them, Lord, with wisdom and helping Maria and with the house and, and just the renovations there, restoring that house. Uh, we thank you for Izzy in college there and your hand upon him too. We thank you for your hand upon his life and just help him in school but uh, in preparation for that plan that you have for him and his future and just cover it all in prayer and Lord, we know that wherever we go and this is true for Jim and Mary as they go to California, there's a mission there's a mission that you have for them to fulfill and the touching of lives there and so we believe for that with them we're in agreement with them in Jesus name for it to be accomplished that when they come back that they'll say yes mission accomplished in Jesus name hallelujah Um. Just gonna to go to this second here, the Matthew six. There's a scripture this week I had for our blessed lifetime and our tithes and offering prayer. It's Matthew six, starting at nineteen. It says, "Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal." But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so we give our tithes and offerings. It's an important part of our lives. And we do have a giving opportunity right now, I think I have this paragraph up there too, to give toward our building maintenance and refurbishing projects and then the highway sign um, that we're looking to purchase as well and put out there. And offerings for that can be put in the envelopes and then put in the black boxes where we put our other tithes and offerings and such. Um, And more has come in. We have a total of 35,000, and now the building fund is up to, f- that. what's in there already is 15,553 dollars and two cents. Okay. So there's, we got some two cents in there, and it's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> somebody gave their two cents worth, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, so we're getting close to half halfway there. And um just a great place to plant a seed of funds, finances. Um I might mention this later too, but I'll just mention it now the six thirty this Wednesday, February twenty one here. We're going to have a prayer focus evening, and we'll be praying for our nation, for families, for the church, uh, and that's this church, but the church, uh, reviving, awakening, and it's possible we may view a portion of a teaching by Bob Yandian as well. That's this Wednesday night now at 6:30 here. <clears throat> Um, we also want to lift up Daryl Krogsing in prayer, Lord, and Phyllis. Lord, uh, we know that Daryl is in the hospital, and we pray that Phyllis's re- specific request was that he would be able to eat. He hasn't he hasn't eaten in the last three days or so, and so, Lord, we just. Lift this all up before you, all this situation the thing is. There are those out there that you know, and you're the one, you know, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's extended family, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a coworker or whatever, that the Lord has you in that strategic place to pray for them, and then whatever else, the Lord, you know, just to shine your light before them, but whatever. Invite them to church or, you know, but continuing to pray because prayer has effect, great effect. Prayer changes things. Ask what you will and shall be done, Jesus said. But and there as, we, more, yeah.
1: as we're declaring the word of God and praying for the will of God and carrying out the will of God, it changes the atmosphere that we live in. And that yeah. it, as yeah. we speak the peace of God into that atmosphere, it makes people's hearts uh, in a place where they can more be easily influenced by the gospel. Yes, yes. It takes away that hard, protective um, scab that's been built up and over see, their See, that's hearts. praying
0: according to the will of God, because like we just read, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. So what, do you remember more? Oh, there was a lady that had a prophetic word. That's what we didn't get. Well, the lady fell off the chair. Did
2: you share about, yeah, did you share about what we put on the sword? The sword of the Lord and of the bride. And there was an intercessor that was a part of that prayer uh, gathering yeah. that had been two years previous, had been at a prayer gathering with like Dutch Sheets, Chuck Pierce, Cindy Jacobs, if you know some of those names. And um, did you share that about how she had seen an X over no. the United States? No. Okay, because this has to do with the bridal canopy. So it was like, she's, somebody saw an X over the United States and the word that came forth was that was a structure for a bridal canopy that the Lord desired, that the Lord was planning to raise over the whole United States. And so when we shared this, it was like the same sort of thing. It was like a bridal canopy over top of Minnesota if you take from each of the four directions. And I think Adam probably shared how prophetically we just pulled those ropes and then lifted them up to rise a bridal canopy so this woman was like, yeah her eyes just bugged when we got done sharing this she was like she was she was just so excited she said because. Minnesota really is an apostolic. The prophetic words over Minnesota is that it's an apostolic state, it's a um, forerunner state, it's like an altar of the nation. That as Minnesota worships, so worships the nation. So it's like Minnesota has that forerunner role, and she was aware of those prophetic words. So she was so excited to hear how you know. I mean, just to be a part of raising that bridal canopy over Minnesota and There's been other prophetic things happening throughout our nation where people have been doing prophetic acts within intercessory circles in 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 seeing that bridal canopy raised over the whole United States that the atmosphere of the kingdom of God Would be such that the faith level would be it would be easy for people to respond to the working of the Holy Spirit in their lives Does that make all the connection? Okay.
0: And so the stakes that you put in the spears, or the swords that you put in the ground, said, on them you engraved on them the what sword was it? of the Lord and of the bride.
2: We didn't know why we were writing that. We we Adam probably shared that. It was just a pure act of obedience. We didn't tell very many people about it because, honestly, it sounded a little crazy.
1: <laughs> but the you know a little bit of the background significance is the church is the bride of christ and he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride so this is all part of his plan the um you know at the time when when christ comes for his bride the book of revelation says the kingdoms of this world have become past tense have become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever. So this is all part of feeding into that. Amen, amen, thank you. It's not a maybe. (laughs) That's not a maybe verse. That's not a it could be verse. That's a, it's so certain that it's stated in the past tense. And the increase of his kingdom,
0: there shall be no end. And this was, this, this happened in the office of Paul. Kazalka, who is the, he's he's, he's hes still the Senate Majority Leader, right? It happened in
2: the Senate Majority Leader's
0: office, office. The of the office, And the governor's office is right down there.
2: He's right next to the Senate Chamber. Senate
0: yeah. Chamber. Yeah. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank um, Lord thank you. Amen. So, just that continued encouragement to continue for prayer, that that we pray, that our, you know, we live in Minnesota, and so we have that responsibility of prayer opportunity, but then, of course, we're in the United States of America for that prayer opportunity, you know, praying for the leaders, praying for those in authority, uh, revival in the church, awakening in our nation, locally, locally, that the unsaved, the lost, would be born again, that the blinders would come off eyes, and no case is hopeless. And Anthony, I think we'll show that that video clip. This is about a seven-minute clip. I just happened to grasp it this morning. It was before I I wasn't even looking for anything. I just, uh, I was eating my breakfast. I thought I'd look on YouTube and just look at something, and I didn't know that I would, that this is what was going to be happening today, but let's watch this. And Josiah, maybe you could hit the lights too there. Shows what prayer does and keep praying for these folks.
3: I was going from one thing to the next. So, you know, I buy a new car. And then when that didn't do it, I'd go out and buy clothes or take a trip. And then I went through hobbies. You know, I did triathlons, I did running. I took up wine as a hobby. I mean, on and on the list goes. Dr. Greg Veeman was
4: convinced he had everything he needed to find happiness. The successful career, the lifestyle, but it never seemed to be enough.
3: It was a combination of you're sad, you're empty, and at the same time, you're kind of angry and frustrated because you're thinking, well, why? You know, what's wrong with me? You know, why aren't I fulfilled? Why don't I feel like I have achieved what I worked my whole life for? And so you're embarrassed, you're not going to tell anyone, so you keep it inside. And then what you end up doing is taking it out on other people. He I also heard. had all the answers. His wife, Ruth, explains. He
5: was, I mean, he was, a, he was good, but he had a short fuse. He was arrogant. He was always right. He's the type of person, he's his own person. He's the boss. You know, he always did well his whole life. He was always number one at everything.
4: Greg was quick to take issue with others, including his Christian neighbors. Greg thought were giving his family the cold shoulder.
3: I'm going to get a Bible, and I'm going to prove to them that they're not practicing what they preach. Greg started reading the Bible and was shocked by what he learned. I realized that Jesus was claiming to be God in the flesh, the God-man on earth, and I never heard that before. So that quickly got my attention because I realized if it did happen, it was the most important event in human history, and if it didn't happen, then it was just a religious fairy tale that someone made up. So I quickly forgot about the neighbors and decided, hey, I need to find out if this really happened. I really got interested when I heard Luke's prologue where he says, you know, that he checked everything out because he's a doctor, and doctors would normally disprove miracles, not authenticate them.
4: While Greg's curiosity was academic, Ruth had been on her own search for truth and accepted Christ as her Savior. She knew her husband needed more than a subject to study.
5: I was worried about his salvation. I would tell my friends in the Bible study, I'm worried about Greg. You know, he's never going to accept the Lord. When I told Greg, you know, there's a place called hell and it's real. And, you know, if you don't believe, you might go there. And I was praying for him. I really was. It got to a point where I was just like, I give up. You know, I was like, really? I'm like, God, you've got to... You got to do something.
4: Greg spent weeks studying and researching. He realized Christianity
3: hinged on one event, the resurrection. I started before looking for every possible explanation that would say it didn't happen. You know, did Jesus, maybe he didn't die. Well, that wasn't true. Even in the Journal of the American Medical Association, doctors had concluded that he definitely died. Uh, Maybe the apostles stole the body. I mean, maybe they were seeing hallucinations. All these different theories, but the problem was none of them were credible, none of them made sense. The only explanation from the historical facts, the way it was set up with the Roman guards and everything, was that the tomb was empty and he actually rose. The real thing that got me was the apostle Paul, because here's a guy, he's Jewish, he's killing Christians, he has nothing to gain. What in the world could make this guy go and be the greatest evangelist ever. There was only one explanation, and that was that he saw the risen Lord Jesus Christ. So when I looked at the resurrection, looked at the evidence of these guys and their changed lives, I said, "I, I have to believe it.
4: Now Greg had the answer, or at least he thought he did.
3: Christianity is okay. You know, he really did it. And if you believe and he sees that you go to church and you're trying to do the right thing, Then when you die, you'll go to heaven. I mean, what more could there be?
4: Greg was about to find out. It started
3: after he treated a walk-in patient at work. I went in, you know, told him if he had any questions to ask me. And he was just staring me like dead in the eye. And that's when he came out and just said, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior? And I about passed out. I wasn't expecting that. And all this other stuff was happening at the same time. I'm like, well, how does he know? Why is he asking me this? who is this guy and I kinda just bolted out of the room and says I'll be right back because I didn't know what to do
4: a few nights later Greg began thinking about his life
3: there were things in my life that I you know wanted to change you know the anger the frustration but I didn't have the power to change and so it just kind of all culminated where I just kinda of broke down crying and asking God to forgive me and basically just, you know, kind of repented of my sins and asked them to change me. And that I I wanted to, you know, live a new life. The very next morning, Greg noticed something was different. I was just like completely peaceful. I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't feeling angry. I felt content for no reason. So I quickly expected everything to dissipate and go back. But as I began to live that day, I realized, you know, hey, there's something really different. So if I was different and feeling completely different, I had to have been changed, or something in my biochemistry of my body had to be changed. I said, well, maybe somehow my antihistamine got switched out for something like Valium. So I went and checked my medicines, and of course, you know, that wasn't it. Greg found out why he
4: felt different in the book of Romans, chapter six.
3: Basically what it said in there was that when you become a believer and get saved, and the Holy Spirit comes into you, which is something I was completely unaware of, that the old person that you were somehow dies. And then it cross-referenced that to Galatians 5.22, which talks about how the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And I'm like, you know, hey, that's it. That's, that's how I feel. I've got that list.
4: Later that night, Greg told Ruth what happened.
5: It was a miracle to me because I didn't ever think that Greg could ever change. He was suddenly concerned about other people, which shocked me.
3: Greg went looking for the patient who had talked to him. The problem was his name wasn't on the schedule anymore. I mean, it was handwritten in ink, and I knew exactly when it was, and it's not there. And I checked for like the whole month, and the guy basically wasn't there. His record was completely gone. There was no evidence that he ever came in the the office.
4: Greg says while there's no doubt the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus are true, the real proof is in his changed
3: life. I would say since the day I was saved, I've never felt alone. I've never felt empty. I've never felt all of that discontentment and stuff.
5: I feel like I'm married to a different person. I feel like my old husband is not around anymore, and I've got this new husband who's awesome.
3: For Greg, The truth is clear. Every other religion is man seeking God. Christianity is God seeking man. There's a real test for Christianity. You call on Christ, put him to the test. He won't just forgive your sins, but he's going to change you right now so that you know that it's true. That's a big difference.
0: So, as we come to a closure today, why don't we all stand up and I'm going to ask the Lord and you probably already have someone in mind but this could be someone that needs reviving a Christian or it could be someone that doesn't know the Lord and I just believe the Lord's going to put someone in your thoughts in one of those areas someone that, that needs reviving in their life with Christ or someone that doesn't know him at all and uh, then you can either do it alone or do it with another person or a couple people you want to join with. If I mean, if you want to share that name with somebody else, uh, you go ahead and do that. And we're going to take a few minutes. But we'll just stay here. Don't leave quite yet. Uh, but we'll just take a few minutes to do that now, okay? So this is the practicing part of what we've been talking about here today now. And it's right in line because God isn't willing that any should perish, but all would come to know Him. So we're praying in line with the Word. The Word's abiding in us. That's His Word. So let's do that now and just intercede, intercession. And yes, this is another place to pray in the Spirit too. If for this person. If you just end up and come to an end of the English, you just don't know what else to pray. Just pray in the spirit for that person. Maybe he's giving you more than one. That's great. Determined that you were gonna be in church today. But it was his desire that you be here, God's desire, and that you, yes, indeed, would be praying for these people today. And that he hears those prayers. And they help to form that canopy over this person or persons, or the atmosphere where Satan is bound. And we do take that authority. We take authority over the liar, the liar, even fear that would try to come in as a liar over these people telling them that their lives would be less, they would be less fun, less exciting, less whatever, if they would truly come to God with their whole heart and their whole soul and live their life that way and be, yeah, 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 yeah. We just draw the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ and that canopy of the Lord Jesus Christ over each one. The spirit of the Lord and the bride, in Jesus' name. And yes, that binding all that junk and all those lies and demonic powers, but then the release of those reins of your spirit from heaven, Lord. The reins of your Holy Spirit in these people's lives Revival, 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 we speak it forth, and awakening, awakening, awakening in our circles of influence, Lord, and we would not be a light that's under a bushel, but like a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden in Jesus' name, and we do take this opportunity to we pray for President Trump, Vice President Pence, also our House of Representatives, our senators on the federal level, our judges, the Supreme Court, but also on the state level, but, but all the federal judges, uh, judges in our state, Also, our Governor Dayton, we pray for Paul Gazalka and his wife, Marilee. We pray for all the senators and all the representatives, Lord. Oh, Lord, that that we may live a peaceable life. That the atmosphere that Adam was talking about, again, would all tend toward that atmosphere. Of the outpouring of your spirit, where there is great awakening and reviving and awakening in Minnesota and in this whole country, and we just see it all around the world. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're seeing by faith as your people. In Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement says, Amen. And Lord, we also cover our meal. Just bless your, this meal to us that are able to stay. Bless Adon and Maria and Daniel, whoever else has helped with that meal. In Jesus' name. Amen. On March 11, Adon is going to share his testimony with us. yeah thank you lord so if there are any prayer needs we'll be here i'll be up i'll just stay up front this morning to pray with you if you have any prayer needs and and yes we thank you lord for your covering protection as we go home too later safe travel in jesus name drive safely amen Thank you, Dane, for coming through the the deep. Even though know, you did get stuck, <laughs> thanks for coming through
4: this morning. That was good. That was so good. The worship.